Oh man, oh man, oh man. Good afternoon, good people of the world. It's another episode of Shaggy and Stuff. Of course, you already know, your host, Shaggy. And I won't be as long today. Just a couple of things we got to touch on. Did anybody see them games yesterday? I mean, the Saints and the Eagles was really, really good. My Patriots versus the Los Angeles Chargers was, yeah, you can say good, I guess. But either way, I think we may be on our way to something. And I'm going to tell y'all. Do y'all realize that we may have a Tom Brady and Drew Brees Super Bowl? Now, I want y'all to take that in. Take all that in. All right? Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. And this is one of Tom Brady's worst teams. They're not that bad. But, you know, they're not as, you know, Super Bowl-like as usual. But, man, them boys look bad yesterday. And when I mean bad, I mean that in a good way. Them, the way they was flying around on defense. See that Sony Michelle out of Georgia was balling. Three touchdowns on the run. One catching, he he was amazing. Tom Brady doing goat things. He only missed 10 passes out of 44 attempts for 343 yards. No interceptions, no nothing. He played flawlessly. And, and, and did you see how he picked apart him? Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick, they, the way they did that defense, that, that was cruelty right there. That was cruelty. We need to talk to them and tell them, don't do that again. They scored 35 points in the first half. It was 35-7 to at halftime for a Phillip Rivers-led team who was balling all year. He was in the MVP conversation at a point in time. Like, do, do you get this? The way they was able to dismantle them and just... Ripped their hearts off from the jump was really, really amazing to watch. I'm, I was so thrilled to see that. It, it, it helped with my confidence with them. Not that I ever lost any, but it was still a great, great thing to see. Um, I'm going to touch more on that in a bit. But we got um, the Saints and the Eagles. Now, the Saints... They can't play like this again. They can't. The Saints cannot. I repeat, the Saints cannot go next Sunday and play the Los Angeles Rams the same way they did the Eagles, and then they're going to come out with a win because it's not happening. It's not happening. They can step it up, but they're going to have to because that was just bad, man. That was bad. But they were able to pull it out in the second half. The second half, they came back and showed who they are. Scoring 20. Um, after they went down 14-0, they scored 20 straight points. And they held them to, I think, um, under 100 total yards. I think it was like 93, 90-something yards for Nick Foles and them. And the crazy part is, they still had a chance to win that game. The Saints still could have lost that game. I'm not saying it would have happened. But Austin Dreffy, man, he... He he did not catch that ball, but I can see why. And I want y'all, if once you get the chance, go back and look at that play. Jeffrey got open quick. 
So he put his hands up, firmly believing that he would get that ball then and there. But when he didn't, he put his hands back down and he proceeded to go up the field, I think another two, three yards. I think it's like running a slant type. And as he went, that's when the ball came. So now he had to get himself back ready to catch it again. Now, you, you could say, oh, either way, you still should have caught it. But, I mean, you know, sometimes stuff like that plays a factor. When you thought you was going to get it, but then you didn't. And then it's coming to you. And then you're like, oh, wow, okay, now I got to get it. And it just slipped through his hands. We've seen Alshon Jeffrey make some incredible catches. That man has amazing hands. Um, even in the Super Bowl last year, he was, you know, pissing me off with all those catches he was making. It was magnificent, you know what I'm saying? So, I know he should have caught those passes and, you know, I mean that pass. But um, it was more than that that lost the game for them. Um, Looking at it, it looked like they lost their aggression, kind of. Like, they were aggressive on the um, Eagles. Um, excuse me, on the Saints. When they were going up 14 nothing, they were, you know, pounding the ball. They were going, they were attacking them. And then it was like, after that interception, it was like, Doug Peterson dialed it back now. He's like, all right, all right. We can't beat ourselves. We don't want to beat ourselves. So let's calm it down. By calming it down, you allowed the Saints to get back in the game. And you took away from Foles' momentum. Like, okay, he threw an interception, but I bet Foles, Foles wasn't, you know, upset with it. I was like, all right, dang, I'll get it back on the next one. But when you dialed back like that and you didn't allow him to take those chances and, you know, try to make the special plays, you can't wait until it's time to win the game to try to make a special play. You have to make that special play now or choose your moment for it. And you, and when you choose it for the end of the game, you know, we all know what's coming. The Saints play actually really good defense. So it's not to say that if Jeffrey called it, they won. The Saints still could have played defense towards the end and got the and got an interception another way, fumbled for a turnover on downs. Either one of those, you know? So, you know, the, the Eagles lost that game, I believe, more than the Saints won. But it's like a 55% Eagles lost, 45% Saints won. Because the Saints defense was crazy. Saints defense was amazing, and the Eagles started, you know, again, and, and it felt like they let go. They took their foot off the pedal of defense, too. They started, like, letting um, Michael Thomas just run all over the place. Like, that's the main guy you must worry about, and you let him just run wide open. Like, you can't, you can't allow that. You cannot allow that. But, um... Either way, they pulled it out. So good for them. They'll be on to the NFC Championship game. And next week, we got, you know, some, you know, we're going to talk more about it, too, during the week and the week, you know, this week leading up to those games. It's going to be, you know, amazing to watch Drew Brees and the Rams. They, you know, that game could go either way. It can be a blowout for either one. It can be a shootout for either one. Um, but it's going to be a good game, I believe, and the Saints have to figure out how to neutralize Anderson. You can't allow him to run like that. Because if you're around him to run like that, it's like he gave that spark to the team, offensively and defensively. You watch this man out there. He's a man among boys. Just to quote Stephen A., as they would say. 
that like the way he was running through Dallas's defensive players like that, and and it's like he's short, but he's so he's big. He's a big body, and for him to go through go through them like that was just like wow. <laughs> it was like wow. So they have to find a way to do that, and I think what you what you do is you you have to send pressure to golfing them. Don't let him get comfortable. Don't let the runners get comfortable. And you have to tackle. That means tackle. When I say that, you have to wrap your guy up and you have to take him down. You're not going to take down Todd Gurley or Anderson by trying to truck him. You, you just throwing your shoulder pad up and you think they're going to fall? You think Anderson going to fall? Gurley's strong too. You think he's just going to fall? You can't just, they're going to bounce right off. You have to wrap those guys up. And limit them to two, three yards, four, five at worst. You know what I'm saying? Five is not, it's too much. But, you know, if at worst, five. Because you can still, you know, play your way <clears throat> out of that. You have to communicate. You have to talk. You have to do a lot of things, you know, correct. In order to, you know, move on and 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 play and have a great game plan. You have to do a lot of that correct. And you can't get cute. You can't get out of the element. You can't try new things. Well, actually, you can try some new things. But you got to do a lot of... um. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know the word I'm looking for. But you have to do a lot of things, okay? So, that's with that one. Um, the other one would be... Pressure. You have to pressure... Jared Goff in them. You have to pressure them. You have to get him uncomfortable. You have to make him look like he did with Jeff Fisher, which you probably won't, but you have to make him look less Jared Goffless. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have to do that. Um, the way I would say to, you know, that would be successful, people would say, okay, you pressure him, okay, what does that mean? He, he can scramble a little bit. They got a little bit of mobility, but, um, the thing is, though, I think Sean McVay, when he sees stuff not working, he likes to um, change it up. He likes to do something different. He likes to take the risk. You know what I'm saying? You will want him to take a lot more risk because, you know, all those risks ain't going to turn to rewards. You know what I'm saying? So you you might want to try to get Sean McVay pulling things out that he that he probably wouldn't regularly do unless it's need it and you want him to feel the pressure all the time and now we're flipping it over to the um saints you are gonna have to try to get in drew B's mug too but i think the number one thing for me to do would be you have to be physical with those wide receivers you have to jam them up push them before you, I think it's like, I think after the first 10 yards, you can't touch them. Five, 10 yards. Like, I, I always forget that. But whatever it is, I think it's 10. You have to be physical. Push them, jam them up. Don't let them get the easy release. You know, you do stuff like that. You slow, you, you it's going to take longer for them to get into their routes. And if it takes longer with them getting into their routes, you, um, a lot of time for Aaron Donald and Sue. And the rest of them, and um, and the rest of them to get back there, and um, get at Drew Brees. I'm sorry, I had to drink some water. Um, 
you allow them to get the Drew Brees and, you know, just hit them, put a hat on them. You know what I'm saying? Make him feel a little uncomfortable. Make him start hearing footsteps that's not there. You know, you got to do a lot of that. But I think the most important thing is you will want to neutralize the wide receivers from getting that easy release, that, that easy, you know, off the ball thing for them. So that would be a a, a, a huge part in, um, in that. So if you can do that, because the I think they know they have to stop the run, so that's not even much to get into. But um, you have to jam up those wide receivers because at the end of the day, Drew Brees is going to beat you. In this championship game, in this championship game, I can't see the Saints switch it up right now and just pound the ball 30, 35, 40 times because that's what actually it would be a good thing for them to do. But I just don't, I don't see them doing it. I think we see Drew Brees throw about 40, 41, 42 times. And if you do that, you know, don't let them all be completions. He got to go 25 for 44. You know, 20 for 42. You have to put you have to put a hat on him. You have to make him feel uncomfortable. You have to be physical. You have to mark. And the key to this game, though, the key player um, for this game is going to be Marcus Peters. Can he contain, you know, um, Kirkwood in him? Can you contain him? Because if not, they're going to run roughshod on you. Because I, I really believe Akeem Talib will get it done. Um, I believe in Sue and Donald doing their job. Um, I, I believe in I believe in Marcus Peters too, but he has tendencies where he slips. You can't have that slippage in this game. You have to be on point every snap, every go. So that's the key right there. Marcus Peters can have a very very good game if they even have a very good game, and he and they lose. At least, you know, he can take that, you know, confidence with him. But I think they will win if Marcus Peters is on it because Tlaib is going to be on it. But if Marcus Peters is on it, whew, man, it's going to be a long day for them Saints. You know what I'm saying? So, but at the end of the day, after saying all that, I think Drew Brees and the Saints win a, a nail biter. I would say like the Rams miss a, a game tying or game winning field goal. That was that would help them at the end, and you know Drew Brees and the Saints were advanced on because of that. That's what I that's what I believe. But um, to the other game, the Chiefs and the Patriots. This one is um, I remember if you seen my um first episode, I was definitely was saying it's gonna be hard. You know, what I'm saying it's like it's gonna be very 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 hard to go in the Arrowhead Stadium and win that game. I think Tom Brady and them um especially Bill Belichick with his coaching genius they're gonna orchestrate something really really good to where um that they'll be able to they, that they'll be able to hang around in that game and possibly win it i obviously big new england fan big patriot fan so obviously i'm gonna go with them to win the game and i think they may win the game same way a close game um, Mahomes, but I think at the end, Mahomes is going to cost the Chiefs the game. And that's big to say. And when I say cost them, I mean like he's going to throw an interception at the end or something along those lines, you know. But at the same time, you can't even count on that because that man is just not human. He's definitely the MVP. He's definitely the starter. He's the offensive player of the year for the AFC. Um... Tremendous, tremendous season from him. And 50 touchdown passes and all. It was just remarkable to even watch. 
him play. Um, so that that's it's gonna be real tough. But they didn't look so well against the Colts. The defense looked good. Even in I think um I seen um what Damian Woody State or something. Or Max Kellen, I believe. I was watching first take. Vinatieri missed two field goals. That's a one possession game that, you know, and heading into that fourth quarter and stuff. So stuff like that, and that's just if and woulda, shoulda, coulda. But stuff like that, you know, I don't see New England missing out on opportunities like that because they don't really beat themselves. The other team beats themselves and, and stuff like that. So, but um, at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be hard because you have to contain Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and this Williams kid, this running back, he's, you know, he's very good. And you got to try to contain Mahomes. The defense I'm not too worried about because they went up against the Colts. And not to and not to disrespect the Colts, but the Colts are not as gifted offensively as the New England Patriots. And they do have the talent. But when it comes to executing, I don't think there's not many teams that will execute better than New England. And the team that can do it would be the Chiefs. I wouldn't even be surprised if the Chiefs did win that win this game. Um but you know I'm a I'm a bias, so I'm gonna go with New England to win that game. So I mean it's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be really fun to watch. And I'm gonna be on the edge of my seat for every minute of it, I believe. I'm gonna be really nervous. And then um now, with all that being said, we're going to get to the Los Angeles Lakers. These, these boys. Now, I'm at a little bit of loss of words. They went to Cleveland and lost. Was it even in Cleveland or L.A.? It didn't work. Whatever it was, it don't matter. You lost to the worst team in the NBA. So you telling me without LeBron, we're one of the worst teams in the NBA. After all I said about Brandon Ingram, I thought I praised Kuzma. And I love Lonzo now because at first I didn't. I wanted De'Aaron Fox to each his own, though. But now he's coming. He's really was coming into his own. But last night, I, I, I didn't get the chance to watch the game. But I seen Kuzma at about 29. I think he's like 11 for 24, whatever. He shot really well. Even he shot a lot of shots. So that only when I see stuff like that and they don't watch the game sometimes, I see Kuzma has a tendency to take a lot of shots that's not good shots. He can make it easier for himself, but he doesn't take them. That Ingram had 22, efficient 22 too. And then I seen Kentavious Caldwell Pope and Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart. Those guys did not play well. They they were not, they were not good at all. So, with that being said, the supporting cast got to step up. We cannot lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers. All respect to their players, but they're not playing well as a team. The Los Angeles Lakers are way better than what they're putting forth. Way better than this. And I don't, and I, and I agree with Luke Walton when he said it was frustrating because that's frustrating for his fans. 
You come in there, that's an easy dub. That's an easy dub against Cleveland. But they didn't take advantage of that. So they're going to have to step it up. Because I believe a lot of them are on the trade market. Kentavious Caldwell Pope is on a trade market somewhere. Josh Hart, he's really good. I wouldn't want to see him go, but I would trade him. But I love Josh Hart, though. But I'm saying, if it came down to it, and he has to be involved in some type of deal, some package, you have to send him. The two players you don't touch, well, a three, because ball can't go nowhere. Because I actually like him now. He actually does contribute a lot, and I think he's learning a lot from Rondo. But he's going to have to step it up, too. I don't think you trade Lonzo, Kuzma, or Ingram. You have to keep those three. But everybody else can go. Of course, you know, not LeBron. You know, LeBron stays, of course. But everybody else, they can go. If it's if it's, if it's there, they can go. You know what I'm saying? We all love them from a distance. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, also at the same time, I mean, I got to rain back in. Also, didn't expect them to do overly, you know, great this year. I kind of expected the... Um, uh, we made the playoffs. We make it back to the playoffs. Um, I expected the... I expected, you know, we probably make it to the semis. Win a game seven to make it into the... Um conference uh, finals that's what kind of season I've seen but um yeah them boys gonna have to step it up they gonna really have to step it up um also see now I see some news moving on from basketball tennis I actually watch a little bit of tennis to be honest and I love Roger Federer. That's one of my favorite players. But Andy Murray's retiring. You know, I've seen him play a couple of times, and i see him have some pretty good upsets, wins championships, and emotion and stuff that he played with. It's, it was really it was really dope to see. I like to see athletes do what they, you know, love to do. So that was, um, it, 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 it's going to be, you know, sad for the tennis world see Andy Murray go because he was such a, a great talent and played with so much heart and passion. So, um, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think he lost um, in that first round of the Aussie Open or something like that. So, I think that's it for him. And, um, you know, on behalf of some uh, on the halfway and the full, the halfway part-time and the full-time tennis fans, we say thank you to Andy Murray for a great career that he had and showing us that no matter what, no matter where where you ranked, no matter anything that's said, you can still go out there and get it done. Bravo to you, good man, for that. And um, let's see. I'm going down this list here for anything else. 